0: Lovely cushion header. But oh,
1: you're a beauty! What a headshot! What a head! Over to Ronaldo. He just
0: slipped in
1: behind Florenzi now. Ronaldo! Cristiano
2: Ronaldo! This is Views from the Touchline. And welcome back to Views from the Touchline. Sending you guys a warm welcome. To our podcast here on this lovely Friday evening, we're nearing seven o'clock p.m. today. I'm Billy Rogers, as always. I'm Alan Smith. Alan, how are you doing today? Good. So happy Friday, happy fall break, man. You
3: gonna not too much of a fall
2: break for me. Oh I'm yeah, obviously, you... I'm on campus all weekend, um, Monday and Tuesday. But I mean, it's nice to have no classes. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. A little bit of breathing room. Kick back, play some FIFA. Yeah. Let's start off this episode with something different. Let's let's, let's see slow, what we got here.
0: You get me? Man's not hot. I said, man's not hot. Ha! Cut! I said, man's not hot. The girl told me, take off your jacket. I said, babes, man's not hot.
3: Man's not hot. (laughs) Man's not hot, apparently. I don't know if you guys have heard that. I heard that guy before. It's Big Shaq. He was on uh, BBC Radio One
2: Extra. So why not? Why not? Why not start? Why our not? Show All right. I mean, with, uh, with start Big something, Shaq, something different. That's my Friday feeling right now. Man, it's now hot. Scrappa, That's my Friday feeling. You know, I'm excited for this. Just had my man. cup of, of gulare coffee. Let's talk a bit about the uh, Galar fruit we just experienced. How do you? Uh,
3: oh wow, I was surprised. That was so good. I Pablo, was,
2: Pablo and Grayson. No offense, but. I can't eat that Korean food. We just uh came from dinner obviously yeah. and Glar or Anglar dining hall, I should say for people who don't go to our school, yep. they're notoriously uh they're known for selling uh I'm not selling, for serving somewhat like prison food. I wouldn't say prison food. I'd say
3: like alright, you go to the cafet you go to like a middle school cafeteria and you know how you have those frozen pizza slices? Yeah. That you get that they serve you. That's basically like one section of our cafeteria and then the rest is like alright. Just, just alright. I'll have the chicken. I'll have the chicken, and I'll have the chicken. That's basically what we have at Glar. It's
2: usually chicken. Chicken breast. Yeah. Stuff along the lines of that. Yeah. Um, tonight was like these little three. you know, the like the the white loafs of like stuff. It was like, I honestly dope. could. If you put that on a plate in front of me was, like, and didn't Martian tell me food. and didn't give me like a, a like a label, yeah. I would not know. I would not even know what it was. Right. I would have no idea. Everything was the
3: same color tonight. It was sort of weird. And then there's
2: the the little giant Hershey kiss things with the orange. Definitely. Pablo scar, my man Pablo Bandana. If you're listening, Pablo, he scarfed them things down like he like five of them. And yeah. I was like, I am not touching that. No thanks. I, I just went with a simple burger. They had a burger station today. The club burgers aren't too bad.
3: Yeah, I have to say it, even though they're fifty three thousand dollars a year for to that. Have, that's a good joke. We to, pay to we have
2: to have burgers once a year. But people pay. People don't pay full price, no, obviously, because yeah. of uh, what's it called, of the yeah. uh, the amount of scholarships that yeah. Daniel gave us. But, but I mean,
3: that's that's just the joke that we have running up. We talk about our dining hall and our air conditioning and how much we pay for school and it sort of sort of should correlate appropriately but it's whatever you can do what you can do
2: what are you doing this weekend what are you up to uh, well
3: tonight I'm sort of hanging out going to Towson excited yeah. I heard you go to
2: your rec room right
3: we might go to rec room yeah I mean I actually called my girlfriend before we got on and I'll you, you can shout her out yeah shout out Jenna Megan Lewis Towson University <laughs> Westminster hometown um, how'd you guys meet Oh, funny story This is actually like It's sort of like a fate meeting Like, it was like fate So We were at Tawny Town Bowling Alley And me Tawny Town, I should say Tawny Town Actually, player. I don't know what is Tennis is it? Either or Tawny tomatoes. So we were um, Me, Matt McKenzie And Pat Palin Decided we were going to go bowling one night So we went bowling And we chose I chose the. I just typed in bowling in my Google Maps Whatever And first thing was Tawny Town Bowling alley. I've been there before, yeah.
2: Yeah, our thon there for five It's there every year, right? Yeah, and the place
3: is nice. It's not what bad.
2: happened was we
3: walked in around I think it was like seven thirty, eight o'clock, whatever, and we started bowling. We were in the middle of our set, or yeah, our set I would say, and um, this girl and her like cousin and her two, like, and one of her brothers and her cousin's boyfriend or whatever came in and sat next to us in the lane, and I was like. There's this girl over here, and I was like, "All right, I might as well just try and talk to her." So apparently, she wasn't even supposed to go. She was like, "All right, I don't feel like going. Like, I have better stuff to do with my life. Then like, go bowling. I bowl. Go bowling's, bowling. I like bowling. Bowling's, bowling's fun. fun. Yeah. But anyway, I'm a proponent of bowling. Yeah, me and her started to chat a little bit about school, about where I'm from. She's from Westminster. I'm from New Hope, Pennsylvania. Like, what what brought me to McDaniel, etc. And you by then do you tell her man's not hot? I didn't tell her man's not hot. night, But <laughs> 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 what happened was, <laughs> by the end of the night, by the end of us bowling, I didn't give her my number. We didn't exchange any information. And this man's not hot. Man's not hot, apparently. <laughs> I didn't steal the deal. But what happened was, I just, she found me on Instagram, and then we sort of kicked it off from there. That's
2: good. Alan, fantastic yeah. for you. I want to wish you the best of luck Thank you. in your uh, future relationship you. with. Uh, Jenna Megan Lewis. Jenna Megan Lewis. I, Jenna say? Megan Lewis. I Jenna. wish you the, I wish you the best of luck, sir. Yeah, thank you. Let's Appreciate get started it. though. Yeah, obviously. let's go. Go on with our with our topics on Friday. What do we got, Bill? So obviously, I think the biggest story as like a U.S. citizen, obviously, who lives here for um for all my life, I should say. Yeah, born here. So you guys probably know the U.S. didn't qualify for the World Cup for the first time since 1986. It hurts to say. I have to say as fast as they possible. Could, they, it hurts to say they couldn't beat Trinidad or Tobago.
3: Okay, <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, Let's start this off real quick uh, in this conversation. Let's hear Taylor Twelman talking about uh, the United States failure to qualify for the World Cup.
1: It's not about tonight. It's not about Jurgen Klinsmann. It's not just about Bruce Arena. As a whole, U.S. soccer is not prepared. They have not done a good enough job of getting this group ready to play. And keep in mind, the last two Olympics, no United States. Those players that would be playing in the Olympics, 24th through 28th, yes. how many of them are in this roster? The player's got to be good enough, too. So a lot of people on social media right now want to say it's Jurgen Klinsmann's fault, it's Bruce Arena's fault, it's Daniil Galati's fault. By the way, as an ex-player, every single one of those players, they can take some nightmares yep. for the rest of their lives because this is an utter embarrassment with the amount of money that is in Major League Soccer and in this sport. You can't get a draw, a tie against Trinidad? Max, you don't deserve to go to the World Cup. We, they they certainly didn't. And people always say about it's tough to get points here, but I see Mexico. Oh, get come points. on, we can, we, we can stop using that excuse. Yes. This is this is. You look at this team. You look at this. They're going to be sitting around next summer, and they're going to be watching this World Cup go on without them. So what does this program do? Is this this group? Do you, do you blow it up? Do you? This is sit? everything, though, Max. So because I remind everyone, two thousand euros, Germany laid an egg, and they all came together. Bundesliga, second Bundesliga, DFB, the German uh, Football Federation, all came together with a 10-year plan. Guess what happened in 10 years? They won that World Cup. If this failure does not wake up everyone from U.S. soccer to Major League Soccer, from pay-to-play to to broadcasters to everything, then we're all insane. Because the definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing, knowing the results.
3: Wow! <laughs> wow! Well, that was pretty intense. I mean, what do you what do you think of that? Um, I mean, he's hitting all the points. he hit, he hit a vein there, you know. He was saying how he hit the jugular. You know, he hit the jugular, yeah. But he just he, he was right on point what he said. He said that there's no organization in our national, federation in our federation our, or 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 our organization as a national team. Um,
2: and it it's reminds good. me of Alexi Lawless' rant we played on the show. What a few weeks back? Yeah, when they lost uh to, at home to Costa Rica. Yeah. yeah, reminds me of that rant. Like you hear these ex players, it just annoys me hearing ex players talking in terms of like what they should do and what they shouldn't do. Cause like, if they I, know so much, you think yeah, they should exactly. Put in their own yeah, hands. I honestly think though, like uh, I was thinking like before I even said this. I think like a lot of ex players who like say all this stuff about how like even Arsenal, how you have the ex players talking back to the club and stuff right. like. They really have no room to talk because like a lot of times I even think the U.S. play better now than they did like with Taylor Twellman or with like whatever Alexi Lala is like they yeah. play a good soccer now sometimes like you have Pulisic who, have Rudy, moments, yeah. who, like, who, who is very creative And like you haven't seen a, like, a player like that in a long time like I mean you have Dempsey and Donovan in the, in the past who are like very Now yeah You know type A players yeah. but like Pulisic is creative like he's type A, type B, type C, you name all of them like he's He's very good so I mean it kind of frustrates me to hear these guys saying all this like all this crap, because I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear it It's just kind of shit, like just shut and, up Yeah, <laughs> and
3: it's going to be a little interesting now that you see that they didn't qualify The players that, didn't, that are older now What are they going to do? Like Omar Gonzalez, he's a little older Clint Dempsey, Graham Zuzzi, Wondolowski um, Bradley uh, Who else? Johnson Fabian Johnson, sorry Fabian, Is Beasley is be- is be- is be- still playing? Beasley, this, this still roster. Last, yeah. yeah, this was his last hurrah as a yeah. U.S. national team player But my point is There's going to be a big gap to fill for these national team players, oh, definitely. There's going to be a big gap for the youth to come in and make a difference. There's going to be a gap for the for the um, for the academies to bring out more players to bring out more quality. Because I feel like there's a lot of players that are being underlooked for what he was saying about the play to pl- pay to play. With all right, you're going to go to an open tryout. You're going to pay to try out, and all right, it's somewhat of a fundraiser eighty percent of the time. And sometimes there are players that are actually good enough to be in the squad for maybe like a USL team or. Uh, Just a developmental team in the MLS sort of like that and sort of develop them as in like a rough diamond type aspect. But that's a a whole other story that we can talk about at another time. But I'm just saying that he made a good point by comparing it to Germany because Germany, they do everything to a point. They do everything with so much organization. yeah. yeah, So much organization. They have no gaps for error. There is no gaps for error in that. That's why they were so successful in two thousand or two thousand uh, ten. Two thousand ten, sorry. So it was. Uh, it's he's hitting a vein right there. So I agree with him completely.
2: Actually, Germany. No, they won two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. Yes. That was in, uh, in Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that there are so many other organizations around the world that are more. Um, what's the word I want to use? That are more developed than us. Yeah. With like in terms no of youth development, um, having. A success, successful system mm-hmm. of uh, development in terms of like your academies, uh, where, where the players learn. That's like, correct. Yeah. I'll make a, a quick comparison. You like, I was talking to my buddy Franz the other day yeah. about college soccer. And then you compare that to places in, in, in Europe and other places where you graduate their their grade school levels and they go straight to the academy. Where they're playing there, but they're also getting education at the same time. Right. And these, most of these guys are like people like Van Ericsson, Erickson, people who literally like come from the ground. Who've who've learned in school, but then have like graduated to go on to play these academies, and they're all pro. Yeah, and these guys always end up playing for the national teams too. So, like, I think, like honestly, though, just being being like just just an opinion, I'll put it out there. Like, I mean, people probably disagree with me, but you eliminate college soccer, you have players who can go straight to these academies and not play and not go to college, or have it or, or have an education system through these academies, MLS academies. It, it will make a huge step. So for US you would soccer. like to have mini La all yeah, over, exactly. all over the nation, exactly. Because I think like. If you eliminate college soccer, which like the the summary of college soccer is what physicality, fitness, and and playing long balls, yeah, and that like, you can't deny that. Like you watch any any D one or D three game, some teams play good soccer. Yeah, yes, like, so you're gonna say Stanford.
3: Stanford, they play that that all right. They'll play that little technical role with a little move the ball within the midfield. They'll when they get to the final third, they want to penetrate with these little like dink passes or little set plays and
2: stuff like that. But yeah, you're correct. the all the yeah, all end too is the majority like, of teams yeah. are looking for. Long balls to fast forward. <coughs> Sorry. Chan- Sorry. It's all right, Bill. Let me call if You keep going. Yeah, Right. So basically, Blue's, <coughs> trying, to,
3: Blue's trying to say that D3, you're going to see that more teams are trying to play channel. They're not necessarily trying to have link-up play between their forwards. From experience, too. Yeah, yeah from experience. Cause I, and I've watched a couple games this season with uh, our, our men's team, and that's necessarily what the game plan has been for the last four or five oh, it's, games. It's insane. I it's, think, like... It's, I mean, <clears throat> And Taylor Twoman is also hitting a point to go back to that he's saying that repetition like insanity is basically doing doing the same thing in repetition and not changing it and, and, and getting the same results at all. Exactly. And getting the same results. So you're not necessarily getting a good result. Okay, maybe they started off on a good foot. What was it? A, a year and a half ago. Oh yeah, they look fantastic. It's a year great. And a half ago. Yeah,
2: from whatever like 2 years ago maybe because of the World Cup, etc. But once Kunzum stepped in and like within a month or two they were starting to look fantastic. Yeah. And even me, who doesn't watch the U.S. that much, who's not the hugest fan, uh, sorry, uh, the, the biggest fan of the U.S., I, I think like I was very impressed. And just like it, it is a huge letdown for not, them not to qualify. And like I, I remember seeing before this game on uh, on Tuesday while yeah. we're recording, though, before this game, there was ninety-six. There was a ninety-six percent chance that the U.S. The would US qualify for world, world, world Cup. World qualify, yeah. they, they had a four percent chance of not qualifying. And They made that four percent
3: possible. That is insane. And all right, I feel bad for Omar Gonzalez. Scoring that own goal, whenever.
0: but you.
2: But mind is one game though. You should that that game shouldn't even be an issue in the first
0: place. Yeah.
3: They
2: should they should have qualified games earlier, and they should have been able to play whoever the hell they wanted in that in that next that you game. I think the mindset
3: they, they sort of shot themselves in the foot with the mindset they were going into the game. All right, ninety 97 percent chance we we'll get out of this game with the with a W. Why not? Why not just? Yeah.
2: Play, why not just la- play Yeah, out? but yeah, but I'm just saying, like, look past that though, and like think about how you know their group is not too hard. Like not at they all. have. I mean, Mexico, yes, Costa Rica, Mexico, yes. Mexico are even struggling at some point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Costa Rica and Mexico are the, are the two teams who have identifiable players who are who, are, who play on top-notch teams, yep. and who the U.S. obviously, like they, they could lose to at home or away. Yeah. But besides that, though, you, you can't tell me that there are teams in that group who have a larger pool of players than the of U.S., course, no, you're correct. Who, who have a larger country than the U.S., just all these different things. That the U.S. should e- easily be able to like come out on top of the group weeks ago. And this shouldn't be an issue in the last game it should not be an issue, yes, I agree It should not be an issue because,
3: one, we have a, the biggest pool of players we can choose from Either
2: I wouldn't say in the world, obviously but Not in like, the world, but yeah. on a bigger stage across all the nation in our, in, our yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in our group, yeah But um, I, I actually also, wanna, sorry, i am interrupt you real quick, real yeah. quick On your point of the, the big pool, yeah. we also have more people coming from other countries yeah. than any other country, immigrants and stuff uh, who are coming to to live in the U.S. obviously, yes. and they'll have them play soccer, or play football. Yeah. So I mean, we have a largest pool of people coming into their country as yeah. well who are who end up being American, German, American, Dutch, all these different kind of He's, nationalities that qualify yeah, for the national team as well.
3: Christian Pulisic, I mean, even he wasn't born in another country, but his parents are, are refugees. They immigrated from, there. Yeah. They immigrated from here. Her, his his father was uh still trying to play make it professionally in the U.S. game. But it didn't work out, but he played indoor professionally. So I think that there's a lot of um, influence, as you said, from immigration to the U.S. with the different styles of play that are integrated from into growing up. Yeah. But I went on a rant. I don't know if you saw my tweets. Um, on I didn't th- see your tweets. All right. So I said that – I've been slacking a, on Twitter a little bit. That's <laughs> fine. This is, a, this is a two-parter for me. I said that if the U.S. wants to stop being a six-tier sport in America, they're going to have to adapt into a that billion-dollar idea of having – a. a Relegation or MLS two type setup, you know, and having that salary cap, oh, definitely, yeah. having that salary cap not exist whatsoever, and sort of expanding their their global marketing and be like, all right, MLS two, wow, we're having so many more so many more players, and we're gonna have a lot more soccer oriented stadiums for us to sort of make the, the make the entertainment and think
2: too. There's then there's that sense of. Of desperation, where like if you if you don't get re- if you if you get relegated, you lose yeah. money, you lose TV rights, you lose players. players. So then you have a sense of like of urgency. Yes. Instead of like you you play the same teams every year. If you lose, you get last place, or whatever. You just don't qualify yeah. the playoffs. Fuck it, whatever. Exactly. So, no like, it's Sorry, I know you're. we're the like, it's explicit for a reason. <laughs> but like honestly, at some point though, like, you should make a change. Like I, obviously we can't do it. Like I mean, we can talk about it, but like well, we, we don't have the deep deep enough pockets ourselves, obviously.
3: We have no pockets whatsoever at this point. We're basically shitting in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the end all sale
2: though is like, if someone big hears this or someone has the right ideas, they should be put, put in motion. They shouldn't be yeah. ignored. And like, I mean, there's not. It's not rocket science, it's honestly. Not, like. Yeah. Uh, that that MLS two thing? Yeah. We have enough teams. Like there are and from USL, the USL teams.
3: and the uh, AS or the MPSL, uh, USL. Yeah.
2: Keep going. Like different different leagues around the, around the country. Yeah. That could easily step into a, a tier of teams that could easily come, you know start building yeah. up, get more money to get more fields to get more players. Right. And you never know what could happen. Or integrate the college game, Say a D one, D two, D three school. Make your
3: D one school into an academy. A feed a feeder team. A feeder yeah. team into maybe. All right, we live in. What, the Maryland area, but the D- D.C. United would probably be the closest one for us since Maryland does not have an MLS team. That could be a feeder team, and that D2 team could be a feeder team into the, that that uh, the MLS 2 team. And then the ASL, the M- Amateur Soccer League, would feed into that D3 team yeah. and sort of have that funneling into players yeah. and sort of making it even more competitive and making it even better for players to develop and give them a bigger chance of doing that. That makes a lot of sense. Because yeah. some players you see in
2: the D3 are underlooked sometimes with their ability. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. But you look at those players, though, a lot of these guys are going for education. Yeah, of course. For that small school aspect. But like that's where I think, where I'm saying, take away college soccer, yeah. and you, you get that education, you find the right tools, the right professors, the right t- type of uh, environment to study in, and you put that in an, an academy, yeah. and, and then they have the, the, the type of learning they want to have, but at the same time they learn soccer and, yeah. in the so same way also. Say it'd
3: be a more applied learning type, where, where they would be learning on the field, at, or off the field as they would be learning on the field. So they would be applying so what they learn on the like, field. Like a residency class. So, so the residency, yes. So, yeah. so they'd be like, alright, so say you have like, for example, a kinesiology class that you're gonna take, and you're gonna do a, a lab outside on the field, saying it's biomechanics, biomechanics, excuse me, on how to kick a ball, what muscles are used, what joints are used, what is actually, like that type of stuff. But that's just a a quick example. But anyway, my little rant, I want to say that if we're going to make the U.S. a more soccer oriented place, nation, nation, we got to take it into effect to make this country want to love the game not only when our national team is playing, but, but when all the time. But when yes, but when the MLS Cup's happening, or when the playoffs are happening, or when your local team's playing. There you go. I was about to say that. Yeah. So
2: that's what we got to do. That's what that's what effect we have to take. That's my personal view. On or that. even you look past that too and expand your expand your view. When you know, I think the best representation of soccer comes from other countries. But yeah. you, you take that chance. You wake up at eight o'clock one morning on a Saturday morning, turn the TV on, take a chance, watch watch uh, this coming weekend watch Liverpool Man U, watch Athletico vs Barca. Yeah. There are great games that will give you a great idea of what soccer is, because I think a lot of people, it's not that they're not watching MLS, it's just not, they're, they're not watching soccer at all. Yeah. So you, the, the more you watch, the better it gets. I mean, yes, like we don't have the greatest national yeah. uh, league to watch, but like it, it is very easy to watch the top leagues yeah. from our own TV, from our own couch. I agree, and it's I actually put this, I'm gonna sort of take a little
3: tangent a little bit. I'm gonna say, if we do make that move, give us 10 years to develop a great national team. Because, all right, we're gonna have that gap right now, but once our U-17s turn into U-21s, and when our U-21s turn into U-23s, they're gonna be in a, on, a, on a cusp of coming together and sort of making that that all together in that one team. You're, you're gonna have Christian Pulisic at the forefront of that being that that very experienced guy with him being 19 years old and our U-17s sort of like looking up to him, like, oh, wow, he can, I can if he can do it, then, why can't I be that next kid to do that and help exactly. help the national team out? Yeah, so, why not? That's yeah, like so, my man Russell Westbrook. Why not? Yeah, exactly. So, it's like
2: at some point, like they'll literally just say, I, "I don't." I shouldn't say that. I think it's awesome, though. Like you said, that's a great point. Yeah. Pujolsich. I think seeing him, I, I, he is such an important uh, piece of this rebuilding yeah. now for the U.S. because he's that prime example of uh, just working his ass that's off. Standard. And then going to Europe though, but I mean like because he went there to play soccer. He didn't yeah. he didn't go to college. No. He didn't play Division 1 soccer, didn't play Division 3 soccer. He played club soccer and he went to went to Germany to play for Dortmund. That's where he is now. Yeah. Because but that's cuz the the academies and that kind of education he wanted is there. It's not just, here. yeah, just he's 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 leading by example. He's
3: setting example and standard for the future of American soccer. He's saying that if you want to play in, in this standard at this level with our with me on my national and our national team, you gotta have the same work eth- work ethic. You have to sit, have the same mentality and have the same attitude coming into it every game. Because that kid put his blood, sweat, and tears into that last game. That he oh my played. God, he, he, was in, he was in tears see, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, do you see
2: his effort for that goal? And even though, look at look at a, a positive side too. Look at his uh, his reaction to his assist and his goal against yeah. uh, what's it against uh, Panama? Panama, yes. And Then 0 his first goal, and then that assist he had. That kid was out of his mind And like He's 19 years old that, He's not even at the prime of his career at all No there, there are what So every World Cup every 4 years So 8 years He'll be 20 What's 19 plus 8 I'm and not good at math So basically he'll be um, 27 27 By the next World Cup If they qualify I mean by the next 2 World Cups Which is when like That's his prime of his career That's when like you expect him to do His, like, his best work So obviously like y- You look at that And like he has a great shot Of being one of the best players In the United States Come that, come that time yes. in the World Cup Yes I mean He I, I feel like we're beating a
3: dead horse though But like We are beating a dead horse I mean everyone's talked about it Everyone's had a comment on it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc But you're going to say that You can talk about it so much But no one's going to stand up and yeah. take action
2: So let's close out in this yeah. By asking the question I'll, I'll, I'll ask you first okay. and I'll answer too okay. What's next for the U.S. national team? New coach new style of play a new
3: attitude a new type of mentality you can go into it not being a overpaid prima donna trying to trying to make oh yeah i play for our national team yeah like i'm 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 the greatest ever no you got to work your ass off to have your name on that back of that jersey and represent the crest because if you don't do that you're going to like such an asshole you know like such a jackass when you guys don't make another fucking World Cup in the next four years, hip. I'm hip. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a little vain, but that's how I personally feel at, at the most genuine aspect of it. But all right, Billy, how about you? How do you feel about this? Like, like you
2: said, new coach. Um, what's been bugging me is that um, the in the news, the next coach that was going to be hired right now was he's the I believe he's the head of the uh, federation. What's his name? Do you know his name? Suli something or other. Finally, pull Suli, his name up. Suli, Suli or. I'll, I'll talk about it, yeah, but yeah. I'll, yeah, just keep. This keep is uh... just, I think, like, with this guy, he's just. I'll have his name real quick in one second, but it's just more of the same for the U.S. Like, at some point, like, the Clinton era, like, that was the prime example of, like, what the U.S. can do when they have players from other countries, when they have a European coach who knows what he's Sunil doing. Sunil
3: Gulati. Yeah, Sunil. Sunil Gulati. Yes.
2: He's the uh, director of the uh, U.S. Federation of Soccer. Yep. He, right now, is either him or Todd Ramos? I want to say Tab Ramos. Tab yeah. Ramos. Yeah, they're they're the uh, interim. Yeah, they're, they're but they're expected to be the next line of the coaches uh, for the U.S. I would like to see Tab. My brother actually met Tab a couple of years ago, and he was like 12 or 13 or whatever. But I I just I think personally I think that yes, it would be nice to have an American coach who's from America, obviously American citizen. But I think at the end of the day, though, we'll be most successful if we have a coach who's from a Europe, foreign, a foreign a foreign coach. coach. Yeah, obviously like. I'll pull okay. an example again of Tata Martino coming to Atlanta United, yeah. and their their game just transformed. Of, of transformed. course, they're,
3: they they're, they're playing with so much confidence; they feel so free on the field. They have no problems with the coach. That's the reason that it's, you know, it's the tactics. Yeah, too. It's the tactics. They're having fun. They're having fun. Un, unlike our national team, where we were so structured. Okay, are right, you going to play your left back? Your left back is going to play your, le- your exactly. left. Mid, and you're going to play. That's your such left a U.S. Back, type, of, yeah, that's but it comes from arena. But that's. Yeah, Arena, he's such a 1986, 1994 mentality of playing soccer. Okay, just play across your back line, play your center mid to your center back. All right, if you have free space, just turn, play that. No, we don't need that. We need we need players taking, t- taking chances to Once get it in the quarter. Beat the dead horse yeah. of cool Pulisic. He's yeah. that
2: one player who's creative, but he's European as well. Yeah. I should say it again. Yeah. He has he, parents are European, but yeah. like he's influenced by the European game of being yeah. creative and stuff. His father, he's that one, but he turns, yeah. he passes, he crosses. And who he doesn't the, look like an American on the field. He does not look like an American on the field. What's good? Point in point yeah. case, right there. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. I, we talked about it enough, but I think we actually that was a very good discussion. That was a great, I like that. But, I think, like, yeah, you know, on. that's something that we're good at talking about. Yeah. For, okay, but we're very excited to hear views of the Touchline. Obviously, Obviously, uh, club soccer finally, yeah. thank God, returns tomorrow. We actually have a huge game at 7.30 a.m. Liverpool. My boys. Liverpool versus Man U. I'm really excited. Yeah. I've been waiting, like, I honestly have to say, I've been waiting. For this to come back for like the last what yeah. like week and a half, half, a week and a half. we can have. We have more stuff to talk about too. I, I feel like we've been trying to like do break out scrape out yeah. material. Uh yeah. I have a lot to say about this man you
3: game. Let's hear Yeah, man. So last game was one one. You see Pogba getting that handball. Unluckily getting that handball. This was last year? This was last year, yeah. This was the last meeting between them. But um and you see James Milner coming in to that and scoring that PK and then you have Zlatan Warhammer scoring a header. A very lucky header at that, and then that being a one-one. And this year you don't see Zlatan Ibrahimovic in that lineup, so you're going to see a very um, Lukaku though. Lukaku, yeah, that's that's even more dangerous. So, the question is, all right, who's who's making more of a threat? Man United's defense, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. Man United, Many United's defense, or. Liverpool's offense Liverpool's front three What is more dangerous For you in that opinion Who who do you say Who do you say Is the more
2: Of a threat for you Man United's defense Or Liverpool's offense Yes um, Not trying to be biased or anything, No don't but, do
3: it yeah, just, I don't care Just say what you gotta say Like that's why we're
2: I think they're playing At Anfield Yeah They, they are And um, I should say Like I think that Liverpool's offense That's when they play Fantastic yeah. For the most part I mean like I've, I mean against like Smaller teams They don't play that great Obviously like Look at um, Burnley, Liverpool the other day when they right. tied 1 1. Or Newcastle, that was away from Yeah, home, it was still a, like. Yeah, Burnley, yeah. I, I still... don't think their offense steps out of play sometimes in those small games. Mm-hmm. But, like, look at this year, Liverpool, Arsenal, they smashed them at home 4 0. Looked absolutely amazing. Arsenal did play bad, but granted, though, they, they still were playing quick. They couldn't miss a shot. It was just irresponsible. Yeah, exactly. Everyone was responsive. Yeah. So I think, like, yes, in this situation against a big team at Anfield, at home, I think that Liverpool's offense should be more dangerous to other men's defense. All right, I, 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 I'm I, sort of like, all right,
3: I'm glad to hear you say that, but the way I'm going to look at it, it's going to be very, very unbiased. It's, it's going to be a biased view, but it's going to be in a, a very fair type of view. So, all right, the, our offense, Liverpool's offense is very dangerous. We have to retain possession.
2: Mane, Mane is injured, though, correct? Mane, yeah,
3: Mane got injured over the uh, break. But um, adding to that, we have to, Liverpool has to keep possession in that final third. Can I ask, is, yeah. are you saying... Dangerous for as defense in terms of like as corner an, kicks, as in, as in any set play or as okay, an, yeah. as, as in any enough, final yeah. third at the counter attack. But what I'm trying to say is, we have to keep Liverpool to keep possession in the final third as as long as possible to keep Man United's defense sort of going in circles because they're good. You have Firmino, you have Coutinho, and you have um, Salah, and you might have. Sorry to say this, but Alexi Chamberlain. I know it's not much of a. He's not. He's not in the best of form, but he might get that shout up. To the, the South, Yeah, last 10 minutes. Last 10 yeah. minutes, yeah. But he, they need to keep possession because if they don't, and Man United get on that counter attack with Lavrin and Gomez and Moreno in that back line and Matip, it's not going to be
2: pretty for oh, yeah.
3: for Liverpool. Definitely. It's not
2: going to be pretty. Look at pause though. When you say Man U's defense on set pieces, yeah. I, I think you should say Man in general on set pieces. They have some very dangerous players. Yeah. Is, is Pago back yet, or is, he, is he still injured? He's still injured, yeah, he's still doing recovery. But still, you have Matic to that midfield, yeah. you have Lukaku, that big guy, and then their entire back line, too. They have some some, some threats in the air. Yep. Who like I don't think just their their, their defense Matic, is dangerous.
3: Matic, too? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I said Matic, yeah. yeah just, okay, I think if you look at enti- the entire lineup, though, are, they're all dangerous on set pieces. Of course,
3: yeah, they are. And that's the biggest threat for Liverpool is that, all right, got to control them on the counterattack. We've got to have our outside midfielders trying to crack in and, and
2: stop that that flow of play So Okay so it. what's your We should Let's keep moving Because I think we're, we're almost We're close to yeah, time Yeah so what's your, What is your prediction for the game? My
3: prediction for the game Is going to be I'm sorry to say this But a 2-1 to United I know I'm sort of Going against my team But it's just like We're we, We're missing a key man Yeah We're missing a key man And he that's usually right, yeah, I'm on it, it, yeah. And he usually Provides In these big games So It's either going to be A 1-1 draw With once Liverpool score, they're gonna pack it in or sort of hit it out and try to have our 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 uh, top front three or front four take possession. Yeah. Or and uh, maybe a set play, as we said. For, okay. You know, yeah. So let's move on to the next one. I want to yeah, predict sorry, too. Sorry, I want to predict sorry, too. I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Alan obviously telling me that man's not hot. I'm not I'm not yeah, hot no. enough to uh, yeah. to predict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I, honestly myself I've been too conservative. I mean. Uh, I've been too liberal in these predictions where I think like a lot of times I say like 3 1, 4 1, 2 0. I'm going to go here with a Man U 1 0 win okay. away from home. Because I, I think that. like I look at that game from last week, uh, Chelsea and Man City, yeah. where Man City won 1 0 away from home. Yeah. And I predict like a 2 1 win from Man City yeah. or from Chelsea, I forget. And uh, I look at this now though, and I think honestly like both great defenses given the circumstances. Yes. Um, but also both great on, on, on attack as well. And I just think that Manu has a little more quality in this, and they're they're all, almost to full strength minus Pogba. So I think like you know they'll have that one moment of quality, and they should score and win. So 1-0. So you're
3: saying it's gonna be a very very close game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's gonna
2: be end to end. You think? Hopefully you, not. Yeah, that yeah. Much. you have Liverpool who will be great at home with the atmosphere, but you at the same time you've Manu who have looked excellent this season, yeah. better than any other teams. I think it, this will probably be one of the great best games it's to watch the so far this, this season. The, yeah. This
3: is the first proper rivalry game yeah. that we're gonna have. Definitely. This is rivalry weekend for. Uh, every, mostly every team.
2: Yeah, so great transition yeah. there. Let's go into our, the next Our one. second big rivalry game of the weekend. We have Atletico playing Barca tomorrow. Yeah. I am so excited for this game because this is literally our first. And, I mean, minus El Closco's we had at the beginning of the season. That, that, kind yeah, of, that, that crap was, stuff. Yeah yeah, 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 In the Super Cup. This is awesome to see. Um, have a huge test for Barcelona Away yep. From Home. Um, I'm really excited to see if Messi uh, coming off that. his a hat-trick against... It's a hat-trick against... Hat-trick against uh,
3: who do they play... Who did they play? You looked it up. I'll, yeah, I'll I keep talking. It up, I
2: had it. Um, what's it called? You looked it up. But uh, I think it's really interesting to see Messi come off that uh, his international form, where he literally by himself helped Argentina qualify for the World Cup. And uh, you know, but at the same time though, you look at Atletico and they are that one team who is always on the shoulder of of Barca and Real every I could season. Work. Ecuador Argentina-Ecuador yeah. They won 3-1 yeah, As you were
3: saying Sorry Yeah
2: And uh, I think They're always That one team On the shoulder Of the two big teams In, Spain, in yeah. Spain Every year So I mean I think like You can never Really predict The right result To this game Or how it's gonna go Because it's always High intensity There's always I remember watching The uh, Atletico-Barca game Like two three years ago And I think it was Gabby or someone Who on Atletico Took a 40 yard rip And it just went in I was just like Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just insane. And, like, these games are full of, like, you know... Intensity. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I think I saw a little article I read earlier um, about how Barca has reinvented themselves since Neymar leaving. There wasn't really much reinvention. It was just... I just feel like he was, like, not toxic... But it was more
3: like, all right, a distraction. Um, I'm a distraction. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to be that, the front and center guy. I'm trying to be the star man, yeah. but I'm already standing behind two star men. Yeah. I'm no offense. In, term, to in terms of their play style. Oh, their though, play style. Yes. Where yes.
2: they're kind of able to successfully have Suarez and Neymar play. I'm not Neymar. Uh, Suarez and Messi play together yeah. all the time now. Instead of just, you know, they they. It will be cool though this year to see, you know, instead of Messi having to share with with Neymar all the time or to share with Suarez all the time, it's just Messi and Suarez now. Literally, who can share with each other, and like I think you'll see a lot more end product from both of them. No, I agree. and their numbers, you should probably should see will actually go up because they have more chances now. Just them no, to yeah, 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 yeah.
3: I agree, I agree with that. So let's, and, let's, and
2: and my in my view on that is, this is the
3: real start of the title race for either team because because Real Madrid are yeah, they're, they're down their down seventh right now, yeah. place right now. Yeah, so their impact on the table is very insignificant. Real Madrid's impact on the table is very insignificant right now. But the Atletico Barca game that's coming up tomorrow. Or is it tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. So yep. it's going to be the biggest title race game. 2.45 tomorrow. 2.45 tomorrow. So it's going to be the biggest title race game in this far in the season. I know it's only like six or seven weeks in, right? So it's going to be a very tight game. I think it's going to come out, my prediction will be, a 2-1 to Barcelona. With Antonio Griezmann getting a goal and Suarez and… Antoine. And, and, and you love saying Antonio. <laughs> Antoine. Ant- Remember you said Antonio I don't uh, know why. Antonio, yeah.
2: You said Andre Lacazette. Yeah Last right. episode You yeah, yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love that um, I agree with you Actually honestly I think Barca Sure went away from yeah. home they, they they, they are playing very well Away from home Right now They had that big win At Porto That 1-0 win So yeah. I mean They're very They're good at defending Away from home as well so To me I, I would probably say Barca 1-0 one, 2-1 win I'll give Yeah us I mean
3: I want to see Paulinho might score Off a corner kick
2: Off a corner kick Yeah or, He's dangerous in seven yeah. So
3: Awesome That's our next one Yeah
2: Let's talk about One more thing Before we have to go Billy's, uh,
3: Billy's burning butter
2: we're running, about time here. Yep. we're running out of time here I want to mention uh, I mean there's not too many Games at Serie A League Obviously we'll cover that If it happens Obviously we'll, we'll put it On our Twitter And, and Facebook If anything good, cool happens Yeah, We'll, you know, we'll have the, that fixtures posted Nothing any, anything too crazy But I wanted to mention Real quick based off Something I saw On uh, Twitter the other day Arsenal play Watford Tomorrow 1230 And uh, yeah. they're away from home but the big thing is, yeah, I was, was surprised to see a uh, yeah. Wenger was asking his press conference um, about the uh, the contract uh, updates between Ozil and Sanchez in terms of renewing or if they move on. And I thought that it was interesting that Wenger finally kind of caved in. He he was like, yeah, honestly, we might have to sell them in January because you know those are two huge players that if they go for free, that is such a loss of money. It is. It and then, At this point, I, yeah. Sorry, sorry for interrupting you. No, you're but right. I like I was so so uh, all into the idea of you know. Just keeping them as long as possible, and then maybe they leave for free. But I think now, honestly, I don't care. Like, they go in January, find someone to replace them. Like, I love Ozo. Great guy, great player, but I mean, he is replaceable. I mean, you're going to miss
3: him on your ultimate team,
2: though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you'll keep him. So, anyway, yeah, as you're saying, it's it's sort of going to be. I think they'll go, honestly. I mean, if, I think Ozo might sign a new contract, but I think Sanchez will probably. It's pretty set So, so. would you
3: rather see Lamar than Sanchez then?
2: I, I mean, Sanchez is a great player. I just feel like what, what, the, the, the distraction thing, like you said, Neymar. Yeah. Sometimes he's like, he he sees himself he's as a bigger, glory hunter? bigger than the club. A big glory. No, I wouldn't say the glory hunter because he, he came to Arsenal from, from Barca. Obviously, he didn't play as much, but still, coming to Arsenal, no, that's, that's a step no, down. No,
3: no, I didn't mean like – I meant as in like the legacy of being an Arsenal player, as in, as in that glory. As in being like an, an Ian
2: Wright or a Dennis Bergkamp or a Yeah, yeah or, okay, okay. fine. Yeah, no. that's what I meant. He's in his pr- the prime of his career though. Yeah. So, I mean, like I think he's looking to go to that next step. Where he's gonna he go get, to that French win trophies before, but yeah, get, Fran- a, tr- get a trade. Man City still in from though, and that's it's tough though because at one point I think in January they can't deny any approaches because he mm-hmm. has six months left. So I mean, I think like you'll probably see him at, at Man City because they have the best chance for the title probably. Minus Menu, so I mean, like I, I heard even Menu is interested in Ozil too. I, I'm, I'm a little nervous to see. Ho- hopefully they can sell out of the league. That'll in be my nice, mind, as possible.
3: in my mind, if Arsenal's smart, they would get some money. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely cash in, get some money, and get Lamar and get Sanchez to or Sanchez or Ozil to AS Monaco.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would. That's my thought. Yeah, that's my thought. I I think the optimal optimal solution to me here as a fan, and also just my in terms of my and have a buyback. Yeah, yeah, is I think Ozil renews, keep him there, build a team around him because he went at his best. He is fantastic to watch. He 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 he, he pulls the strings for Arsenal and then just get Sanchez out take the money just cash it in and find someone who's like him Lamar you know you you can find someone who's who's So like you have fallen out of love with Sanchez by this point I, I, I'm not, I'm 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 thinking more in terms of of a business standpoint now where you know I'm like kind of thinking what's best for term, the team Yes exactly I mean like he's a great player I love the guy like I nothing against him at all Yeah I, I just think that so at some point you cut your losses yeah. and you have to so say you like think
3: the system is you're tra- you think the system that Wenger was trying to Nail into his players. Four years ago, is that that Sanchez player that stayed or that got here four years ago? That was the that was the reason that they brought him, and where they brought certain players to fill that to fill that structure that Wanger's yeah. I mean, trying to yeah, build in. Yeah, yeah. I think so you now look you think at, yeah. they're trying to evolve a little more now. That is what you're trying to say.
2: He brought Ozo and Sanchez in yeah. to show their amb- ambition, and I think that he probably sold them the idea that they win a big trophy within that. Three or four years, right? And they have they won an FA Cup, and that's it. So, I mean, like, I wouldn't expect Sanchez to be satisfied because his contract probably said, We'll win the whatever, we'll win the Premier League within the next four years, we'll win this, and they didn't, right? And it's not his fault, it's not also fault, like, it's their defense sometimes, it's Wenger sometimes, it's not just them, too. So, like, I mean, like. I definitely think they were sold the idea of coming to Arsenal to win titles. Of course. But just like I think that in the right time right now, like they didn't perform, it didn't happen. So I mean like Ozil, he renews, I'll be really happy. Sanchez renews, okay, he'll be happy. But I think like at some point, just business standpoint, not even a fan. Cut your losses. Don't lose them for free. Yeah. Take the money unless if they don't if they don't want to sign a new contract. Take the money and it's six months. Get a breath of fresh air. Yeah, as long as long as, as long as it's a team outside of the EPL. Yeah, because I would it would kill me to see Sanchez score against Arsenal for Man City. It would kill me to see Ozil play a knife through ball through Mustafi's legs. Imagine <laughs> he goes to PSG. Lukaku tapping. Imagine that he goes
3: to PSG. I mean, I have no problem. And with And and how Di Maria goes from PSG to
2: somewhere and in, back into the Prem. I don't think Di Maria will come back to the Prem. He, he was or just go, yeah, he, he was destroyed by that He had his house robbed He's not coming back There's no shot Fair He, he also played terrible By the way too
3: He did you know? He did play, play very bad I, I don't see that happening Do you think that the physicality Of the Premier League Has caught up to Alexis Sanchez
2: In any way Oh no he, He's such a fighter That like, I think he de- He handles with it well He deals with it well I just think that It's more of More of a case of Arsenal's quality Has caught up to him Where the, 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 he's So he's not, not
3: Excelling his potential Because he's playing Under the, the, exactly, the exactly The legs of of Callum Chambers, Callum Chambers, Per Mertesacker, players
2: yeah. who are not up to par with Sanchez, who has accomplished so much his career. Like, yeah. and I'm still curious of why Per is
3: still on the team. I know this is a little bit of a tangent going from
2: Alexis, no, <laughs> Alexis Sanchez, and I'll talk and about Arsenal all day. But I just want to know why. So basically, he's retiring after this year. Okay. And he's he's the captain, and he's a great figure for de- the dressing yeah. room. And I mean, obviously, he's not getting paid millions of dollars. So he'll probably yeah. be getting paid a good amount a good amount of money. But he's actually taking over the academy next year for Arsenal. So you think he? So you think he's taking over Steve Bolton? spot no he's not the
3: assistant, steve Bold's no, the but, assistant. i know but i'm saying like he's starting where steve bold started oh yeah i mean ben, eventually eventually he's, you he's like see that, yeah. he's trying to like step in and they're probably behind the scenes like chatting about all right oh, definitely yeah. if if you see yourself all right once your contract ends we'll go into the because he's already got his a license he's probably gonna go for his ufa because once you play at that yeah. level you're sort of already certified to get that i think
2: at yeah. that point well i think we we're almost out of time yeah so, so. all right guys have let's, a great let's by the way, also we mentioned on social media, we actually hit 150 likes on Facebook. Yeah, that's I saw, great, man. We have 150. It's a high five there on the podcast. Um, I wanted to say thank you guys all for this is our what sixth week now concluding or seventh week. No, Se-
3: end of seventh. End of seventh. End of
2: seventh. Thank you guys so much for the support. Uh, we'll keep doing this. I think I'm, I'm I'm having a great time doing this. Honestly, it's it's a ton of fun. At the same time, though, it's, it's great to get this out because I, I, typing's fun and all to get a blog entry out. But sometimes at some point in I words, it, speak it, in words, it, yeah. I mean,
3: your emotions don't really see much on paper, you know? Yeah.
2: I mean, you can't – if you're a great writer, If you
3: you're can, a great obviously. writer, but it would take about twice as long.
2: But anyway. As always, follow us on Twitter at ViewsFTTL. Instagram, ViewsFTTL. Search us on Facebook at ViewsFromTheTouchline. Find the blog, ViewsFromTheTouchline.wordpress.com. Alan, anything else you want to say? Um, yeah. So before we did this podcast, I went Instagram live on my –
3: personal account alan.smith.22 so i'm thinking of doing that as a thing every time we try to go on and uh raise some awareness raise some awareness and sort of get some questioning on if you guys want to talk about some some certain things about the podcast about what we should talk about about guests coming on and anything that we can improve on the podcast so i really appreciate you guys tuning in if you can at that point so i will probably be either tuning in next tuesday what time do you think we're going to be on Probably early, early, midday, earlier in the, midday, midday, earlier have, in the yeah, afternoon. Champions League and later yeah. on the
2: days. Yeah, so obviously around like how would I say, probably 11, I think. Yeah. So definitely, I think what we should uh, want to do, if you guys are interested uh, in coming on the podcast, but you live far away, if you're listening to us from a, a separate location, yeah, I want to start doing call-ins too. Yeah. It's, it's possible and it works. So if you have anything you want to talk about, feel free. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter or, or him, yeah. on our Twitter too, and we'll, we'll we'll get in contact. We can feature you on an episode yeah. in terms of call-in, which would honestly yeah, be a ton of fun. We're just
3: trying to get our basis of doing just a simple podcast at first, and then we're going to expand. So but we're also awesome at doing that. We're awesome at we're, – we're very, we're very technologically uh, – we're not advanced, but we're very proficient in what we do. So, all right, everyone, have a great Friday. Hope you guys have a safe one. Enjoy the soccer this weekend. And I'm out. How about you, Bill?
2: Man's not hot. Man's not hot. All right. <laughs> have a good night. See you later.
0: Okay, uh, boom. Big shack, all tight, I sneak. Scoop no, rat no, usna. All tight they get them as well. Boom. Two plus two is four, minus one, that's three, quick mess. Everyday man's on the block, smoke trees. See your girl in the park, that girl was the uckers. When the thing went quack, 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 you man were ducking. All tight, I sneak. He's got a pumpy Old type my man He's got a frisbee I trap, trap, trap on the road Moving that cornflakes Rice crispy Old type my girl Whitney Perfect. On the road doing ten toes Lama toes You man four I froze I see a pen girl then I pose If she's not on it, I ghost ha, Look at your nose What? You dickhead? Look at your nose Nose long like garden hose You get me? Boom, man's gonna come back in, yeah. you know like that, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. feeling that, you don't know, I bye. see you shivering in that, don't get shook, man's here. you're protected, right. yeah, right, let's right, boom, let's go.